excited to have you here this week for Meet Me in Moncton. I get to introduce you to a longtime friend of mine who is also a brilliant entrepreneur. She's funny, creative, talented, and smart. She's the founder of Harry Ideas. And if you ever like look at my hair and wonder who makes me look this good, it's Lucinda Butler! Well, well, well. Uh, well. Who would have thought when we met thought? when we met 12 years ago in the daycare hallway right? that we'd be on a talk show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Traipsing our little two-year-olds down the hall. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Here so, we Lucinda, are. when people ask you what you do for a living, let's just start right there. How do you answer that? Mm. I Actually, I just say I'm a hairstylist. Okay. Cool. So, Simple. Awesome. That's it. Simple. And how long yes. have you been hairstyling? Ooh, 32 years. Somebody said, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> 32 years. Since she was three. A long time. Since she was three yes. years old. A very, very long time. Awesome. It's awesome. automatic now. And so I say you're more than a hairstylist when I talk about you because you're an entrepreneur. Yes. And you have your own salon. How long have you had your own salon? Okay, I have to do math. At uh, 20, since 95? 19. Yeah. Wow. Same location? Uh, no. Okay. No, I moved once. Okay. Yeah. So I started out on um, Bonacourt Street and then I moved to Archibald Street. So I'm like in the same block. Same block. Okay. Same block. Cool. Just different building because I bought a building. And you have a really cool setup in your building where your salon is on the main floor and then you live upstairs. Upstairs. How is living in your workspace? You know what? It kind of happened because I'm a single mother and I thought, well, that's going to work because my son can come home and I'm going to be right there. And it did work. That was perfect. And actually, you know what? I don't mind it at all. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. Before I started, well, before I started with school again, so when my son started school, I didn't leave the house in the winter. It was great. Right. I didn't right. Of course. <laughs> I didn't have to go outside. That's um, awesome. And you know what? People really um, respect the boundaries of when I'm not working and I'm at home, I'm home. Good. I guess it's my great clientele. It must be. Yeah. That's it. I personally, as the mother of two young boys, I have also appreciated that your son is uh, in the house when you do my hair sometimes because I could just send them upstairs oh, many, yeah. many that times works. over yeah. the years yeah. to go That's play. True. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That has happened more than once when he was small. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just send the, send the kids up there like a little. Yeah like a little quasi-free daycare <laughs> that you didn't know you were running. Yeah, I think I, there was a couple of people that kind of used it as a daycare, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Eh, there you go. Not you, not you, not you. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so hairstylist, you know, I say like, I was thinking it on the way here, I'm like, do we call what we do when I come to see you like therapy or therapy or like, yes, you know? I like that. Yeah, so tell me a little bit, like, your role, I feel like my role, I'm in people's lives, but for a very short period of time. You are in it for the long haul. For the most part, yeah. You yeah. do have clients that come and go, but for me, I have a lot of long-time clients. And they tell you things. Yeah. 
things that I cannot repeat <laughs> on the show. Oh, man. Lauren. That's why I invited yeah. her. I wanted all the dirt. <laughs> I was like, here's where we're going to get to it. We're going to get to the juicy Hair stuff. Hairstylist client privilege information. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know that you have, like, some specialties in, like, in your work that you're really known for. Do you want to share out with our audience a little bit about, like, what you're the best at, what you love to do? <laughs> What am I the best at? Well, I skateboard. No, I don't. Really. <laughs> Imagine. <No. laughs> um, I am a black hair specialist, Afro textured hair specialist, which there are very few people that work with Afro textured hair in Moncton or in New Brunswick or on the East Coast. On the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, um, we talk a lot of, like with a lot of our guests, we've talked a lot about the way Moncton's changed over the last few years and diversified, um, and how glad we are about that. How have you seen that working in, in that space? Oh, wow. It's been amazing. Actually, I remember cause when I first started, uh, when I first started, I don't know if I had any black clients, maybe okay. one, they used to come regularly. And then, you know, I remember I said I should have written it down the day that all of my clients were black clients. The one day. I didn't have anyone else. Oh, like a full day? Like a full day of just black clients. Wow. Yeah. And it's, so, I mean, yes, I've been doing this for a long time, but especially in the past five years, I'd say, or so, it's really crazy. And one of the things about the black community is like, they will come up to you and ask you, where did you get your hair done? And then all of their family and their friends and everyone that they know will come to you. After right, that. right. So it's been a little bit overwhelming for me in the last, actually since we were closed through the pandemic. Yeah. It's kind of exploded after that. And I think probably it's maybe because, partly my fault, because I started to kind of engage in social media more. Yeah. And put some of my work out there, and yeah. that's where I've and been. that's really blown up. That's yeah. blown up. For me. Okay, so but growing up, when you did as a black woman in our community, it must feel like how does it feel to all of a sudden have black clients and have you know this community with you? It's great. I think it's wonderful. It's a bit not overwhelming. It's just a lot because I kind of feel. I feel obligated to take everyone okay. because I know that there's no one else. Yeah. You know, there's a few braiders now in town and there's some barbers, but if you want any other kind of services, I'm like the only person. So I, I have a hard time saying no okay. to people. And Maybe you're going to start teaching people. <laughs> well, Maybe it's and time that's for the, the growth thing, I, right? I've been, that's been all in my head of how I'm going to, how can I get some more people to learn to do black texture, like Afro textured hair. So that's, yes. Yeah, I'm, that's definitely on my uh, agenda. A hundred percent. That's amazing. Very cool. I've had, I've had hairdressers ask me, some that have asked me, can you teach me something? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to turn this like into an unsolicited business coaching session, but, um, but we'll talk after. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I think this sounds like, you know, an obvious next step, hey? Mm-hmm. I think so. Very cool. And I would love to have more people because I can't 
I can't do everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah, old, yeah. so I mean, I'm getting up. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting closer to retirement than when I started. So let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So one of the things that you know, I don't know, people would know about you or not. You're incredibly creative. You're like, oh. you're very artistic, and I find you're always kind of like coming up with really neat, cool things. Are you getting your creative outlet these days like are you are you making stuff well, what are you up that to that is my creative outlet okay. but when we were closed through the pandemic which i always considered myself a little bit of an introvert which i was like i am so not i am just getting my fill with all my clients and so i was going crazy i was like what am i going to do with myself so i did do i like a little diy yeah and i do paint yeah. some yeah but yeah Okay. Right, now I'm back to creating hair. Getting your outline in your hair. Very yeah. cool. So, Lucinda, I know that you're, um, you know, a proud local business owner and lots of people know you in this community. One of the questions I love to ask our guests is, what is a local purchase that you've made in the last six months that's made your life better? It's made my life better. You know what? There's, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity in this area to really support local. There's a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs in this area, but I'm going to expand it a little bit. I think our communities are so close together that Moncton kind of spreads out. And I will say, I, I like food. So we'll start there. And it, I think it, probably changed my life. I went to um, <laughs> I went to this new Mexican, authentic Mexican restaurant called Gaziola Mexican. It's in Salisbury. Oh, no way. Yes. Because I noticed that they served tacos dorados and that's the I'd never seen it here and I've only seen seen it in Mexico. Now, I know you weren't here for the taping of um, episode 3. But this has been a very taco-heavy season oh, really? on Meet Me in Moncton. <laughs> it has been, yeah. yeah so, yeah. okay, so then my next question becomes, how did you hear about the authentic Mexican restaurant well, in Salisbury serving tacos dorados? Right, well, I, yes, Facebook. I saw it on Facebook. I don't know how, because okay. I just kind of browsed Facebook, but I was like, oh, my gosh, authentic Mexican now? Is it really authentic Mexican? I'm like... I don't know. But then I was looking at their Facebook page, and I thought, oh, it looks authentic Mexican. And I'll tell you, it is authentic Mexican. Okay. It is. Very um, cool. Actually, I talked to the owner, and she, the, the wife, his name's Sarah, she is originally from Salisbury. Okay. Her husband is from Mexico. Okay. And... Uh, the food was very, was really good. Awesome. Well, we'll always really link good. like the business yes, recommendations really in the show yes, notes. Yes. So that's really, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, Lucinda, you know, you do hair, but you also sell products, um, from your salon. What are we looking like at Harry ideas right now? It sounds like you have Max start your clientele. <laughs> I want to be like, hey, come, come, come to Hair Ideas to get your haircut if I can't get in Send anymore. Send me a hairdresser. So. Send me some hairdressers. I'll you take need, so yeah, you need hairdressers to wrench hairs in your space. I need another hairstylist. Yes, okay. Sure. Very cool. Sure. We'll make sure that we, that we get the word out. Um, as a marketing and branding enthusiast, I have always absolutely loved the name Harry Ideas and the brand. Can you tell me the story of coming up with that name? Oh my gosh, that was actually just in conversation with like a, a sales rep from years ago. And she just mentioned, and I was like, oh, that's a Harry idea. And I said, yeah, that's a good 
the hairy. It's unusual enough that people are like, what? Hairy ideas. I, <laughs> I, like, I love yeah. the name. Yeah, I love it so much. I've always yeah. loved it so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay, so someone just gave that to you. Yeah, it was just like in conversation. We were just chatting. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it's stuck. So the future for you sounds like it holds more um, so, like stylists in your salon mm -hmm. and maybe some teaching and yes. some business growth, yes. but no more clients. Oh, I never say no to clients. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever. I know I hear some people say that, oh, my clients, I'm not taking any, any new clients. I have gone through seasons where I've had to pause taking new clients, okay. but I will never say I am not taking new clients. <laughs> <Good>. Never. <laughs> awesome. Good no. to know. I just need to make sure that my spot's always. Oh, yes. My spot's I, always. That's there, right. right. I have to make sure my yeah. clients are taken care of. Long-term clients taken care of. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to go to audience questions now. Okay. So, um, oh, audience, I forgot to tell you, you also have to have some questions. We need a couple questions after every guest. So, who has a question for Lucinda? Sarah, up here. Oh, microphone. That's okay. <laughs> at the beginning, you mentioned um, that you started doing hair at three years old. <laughs> <laughs> On who? How? <laughs> Yes. No, I think that was Natalie that mentioned. That was, I was me three that said that. Old. Yes, I did start doing hair when I was a child. I will say my relatives probably can tell you. I don't know if it was a good experience or not before I was actually trained. Uh, I think I started on Barbie. My little Barbies all had brush cuts. <laughs> I guess that's how it began. That's amazing. I had no idea when I was giving Barbies the brush cuts that that's what I was going to be doing. And then I moved on to relatives, cousins. <laughs> yeah. So but, you, yes. you were cutting cousins' hair as a kid? I was, yes. Yeah? Well, not as a small child. But before I was trained, yes. Yeah. Good. Oh, that's awesome. It's very cool. Brave, brave people. It's, you know, it's so funny when I talk to people sometimes and, they're, and they tell me like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I don't feel a sense of purpose in my work. Um, one of the things that I've read is a really good idea is to explore like, what did you do when you were a kid? What fulfilled you? What did you do when nobody was making you do anything? How did you spend your time? And then when I hear stories like this, where somebody is doing something they're clearly supposed to do. And I, you know what? I never, that wasn't, I was going to be a school teacher. Like I was like, yeah, I think it's my family. We're school teachers. Everybody's like, a teacher in your family. Everybody's the teacher in my family. So I thought, well, yeah, I'll probably be a school teacher. I'll go and be a school teacher. And then I went to, uh, my first year at university, I had a roommate and I always did everyone's hair. And she said to me just off the cuff, like, I don't know why you don't just do hair. And that was it. The rest is history. Oh, <laughs> dropped out of school. Right. I died. Off I go. Right. That's it. Exactly. Now, now, uh, could you imagine me a teacher? No. Oh my gosh. As, as your friend, I mean, I'm like, oh, really? To all the teachers of the world, thank oh, you. God bless you. But I would never survive. I don't think I would survive it. <laughs> Just knowing you as well as I know you, I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, no. no. This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> okay, we need another question for Lucinda. Who's up next, audience? Oh, Susan. Just uh, reflecting back to how you introduced yourself and then with a little nudge, uh, Natalie introducing you as an entrepreneur, I just think it's always so interesting what a master you are at what you do, but you've also created a business and a livelihood. And so I'm just curious if you've ever thought about changing your elevator pitch 
and uh, <laughs> talking about and your true success. Starting out with um, an entrepreneur instead of I'm a hairstylist. I think you said just a hairstyle. I just say I'm a hairstylist. You're right. You're right. I probably should. Are we at least going to drop the just? Oh, but definitely. We'll We'll drop the just. We'll drop the just for sure. I'll start there. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Anybody else? Oh. Hi. Just wondering on your uh, mix of males to females, do you do both? And, And what kind of a ratio would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I still have male clients. Uh, interesting, male clients, I, I shouldn't say they're more loyal than female clients, but men particularly don't like to explain how they want their haircut. Like they don't want to have to sit down and tell you what they want. They want you to just know. So I find male clients, they'll just come and sit down and you'll cut their hair. <laughs> but I, I'm, for years, I had a lot of black male clients because there were no barbers. Yeah. So those um, clients, I had really, really had to convince them to go see a barber. Okay. Right. To yeah. go, go. So you, you did that. I did. I did because I knew that... Um, the barbers are more skilled that that's what they do all the time they have a greater skill at at barbering than i do right you know i did it out of necessity because there was no barbers to cut especially black men's hair so when there was a few black barbers around i was like go be free go find yourself (laughs) go find yourself a black barber and enjoy the experience (laughs) and it just kind of made space for some more clients on my yeah yeah on your roster awesome cool all right last chance okay everybody big thank you to lucinda you're awesome (laughs) 